here uh, uh, that's viewing this morning. And we are thankful and grateful for your presence. And we are trusting that the word that the Lord will bring this morning will be a blessing to each one of you. And as you sit and you wait to hear what the Lord has to say, that God will just uh, tremendously bless us uh, through his word. Yeah, I know that uh, it's been difficult times for people right now, but we just have to know that God is able and God is there and and God's going to work things out regardless of what the situation is and regardless of what the circumstances may be. Many people are just going through right now. Amen. But understanding that, you know, whenever we are going through, that means God is also helping us and he's taking us through. He is taking us through. Amen. So we're, we, now we're going to hear what the Lord has to say. Amen. 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 And amen. Thank you, Lord. Had a great word for you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Can y'all hear me all right out there? Good, good, good. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you this morning, Father. Father, we glorify you in every way. Father, we come before you humbly, before the throne. Father, as we lift up our hands this morning to you, Father, we do it in the mystery of you, Father God, and in the strength of you. For it is you, Father, the joy of the Lord that is our strength. So, Father, as we go forth on this day, we ask the Lord that you keep us and guide us. Steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. May you bless our steps. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. amen. Let it say amen again. Amen. Once again, let it say amen. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Let's go to the book of Old Testament, Leviticus, the 19th chapter, verses 31. Leviticus, the 19th chapter, verses 31. Amen? Our message today is a profound message. It's entitled, Familiar Spirits. Our title once again today, Familiar Spirits. The word of the Lord says that a a familiar spirit is known as a mumbler. And what this spirit tries to do is it's trying to keep alive in us what's already dead. Or latch on to what's alive in you to pervert it. That's what a familiar spirit does. And before the day is over with, my hope and prayer is that God allows me to explain it good enough for us to understand just how familiar spirits have affected our lives. Once again, this thing is a mumbler. It likes to mumble. And what it does is it tries to make alive that which is already dead in you. You know them things that we've overcome? A familiar spirit will try to resurrect it. We call them in the world of addiction, we call them triggers. Familiar spirits. People, places, and things. 
But not only that, but that thing will try to latch on to that which is alive in you, that, that thing that's good in you, the Christ, we're going to show you that. And it'll try to pervert it. Amen? Going to show you that in the book, too. Let's get busy. I've read this for a long, mighty long time. And I've understood some parts of it, but you know, as we grow and suffer our way through life, God shows more and more to us. The Bible tells us in Leviticus, the 19th chapter, verses 31, it says, Regard not, that means to do not pay any attention to them that have familiar spirits. Amen? Amen. It tells us not to give no regard to it. Remember I told you it was a mumbler. It was a latch-on spirit. Neither seek after wizards. Look what it puts this familiar spirit in the proximity with. Neither seek after wizards to be defiled by them. For I am the Lord your God. Amen? Now, 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 now the way this thing happens is that this spirit makes this access to us through our personality. Amen? And through our personality comes our actions, right? Now, what this spirit does is it enters its way into our life, into an individual's life, by way of our personality, and it begins to deal with us. And this is how this thing likes to deal. This is how it comes. It, it's, it's a, it, sometimes it's a generational thing. Amen? Watch this. Sometimes this thing manifests itself in property. Have you ever heard, or maybe y'all have it in your family, people pass land on? That was my father's land. That's a familiar spirit. And it's generational. It's passed on. So this familiar spirit, see, it shows itself up in our property that we have, in divorces. Well, my mama got divorced. I'm going to get divorced. My grandmama got divorced. My gra- you understand what I'm saying? Generational. It's a familiar spirit. See, that spirit of divorce is familiar to you, which causes the trigger in you of divorce to be resurrected, Mm -hmm. and now you're divorced, just like your forefathers and your foremothers. Amen? Generational. I'm talking about familiar spirits. But not only that, the familiar spirits, they also show up in spiritual forces in the family bloodline. Mama had cancer. I got cancer. First thing a doctor asks you is about your parents. Did they have diabetes? Familiar spirits. See, it shows up in your bloodline, you see. You act just like your daddy. 
Well, that's a familiar spirit that has taken itself and placed itself in access into the person's personality. And didn't I tell you that the personality is what you're going to act out with? So you act just like your daddy. Amen? Because of the familiar spirit. Come on now. See, this thing shows itself up in many different ways. Well, how about addiction? Do you have an addictive nature? Did your father drink? Did your grandfather, is it, is it in your bloodline? What about poverty? Come on, y'all. Familiar spirit. Well, my mama had 15 youngins so, and lived in the ghetto, so I am too. Generational. She lived on food stamps all her life, so I'm going to do it too. Generational. See, it's, poverty is a generational thing. At some point, it's got to be broken, right? Just like all the other familiar spirits that causes us to be like we are. Amen? Amen. And not at the top of our game. Who in here is at the top of their game? Nobody. Nobody. Because of familiar spirits. I'm going to show you how deep this thing goes now. This thing goes deep. It's already done went deep. <laughs> Incest. Generational. Familiar spirit. God showed me a lot of things about this. You got to understand, people, not to beat yourself up because some of these battles that we're having didn't start with us. These things are generational. And what we got to do is we got to identify what the problem is and then we have to attack it. Amen? Amen. Now, this is what the enemy has done. Watch this. The enemy has been studying us from birth by our actions. And by our words. It's not a mind reader, people. See, the familiar spirit can't read your mind. But what it does is it's been monitoring you and me ever since we were born. You didn't, have, you didn't know we had monitoring spirit. We've got recording angels, right? Well, you, we, we, we've also got monitoring, monitoring spirits. That are familiar spirits that's been watching us the whole time. That's why we got to be careful. That's why the Bible says in uh, Proverbs uh, 8.21, it tells us that death and life is in the power of the tongue. You understand? See, that familiar spirit don't know nothing until you open your mouth. It's been monitoring you, and what it's doing is it's seeing what we do to cause us to do what we do. And it's seeing what we say to bring forth what we do. So if we speak death, death comes. You see? If we speak life, life comes. So that spirit, it monitors us. It studies us. Mm -hmm. It studies us more than we study ourselves. 
You know what our problem is, church folk? You know what our problem is? We study others when we ought to be studying ourselves. We get on the phone and call and tell on others when we ought to get on the phone and tell on ourselves. That's what the problem is. Am I in the house? I call it the hellophone. Because it causes trouble in your house. And a familiar spirit will get on there and raise up that which was dead in you. And now y'all both got that familiar spirit. And both of you crazy as hell. Amen? Am I right about it? Well, we real in here, right? Okay. You want to make sure I'm in the right place. So see, this thing can't, it, 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 it can't read our minds, but it can read our actions and what lead us to our actions. So what does it do? It resurrects that which you've overcome and brings it back to your remembrance. And it latches on to that. And now y'all are in cahoots together. And now you're doing what it wants you to do, right? Now, now you got to understand something about this, this, this spirit, this nasty, familiar spirit. It's a, it's a data collection. It collects data on you. But it reports that data to something else. A higher authority. Amen? Amen. Satan. Are you with me? Amen. Satan is the one that sent it out there to do what he's doing. To bring back knowledge about you and about me. Huh? Yeah. Right, right, right. I know I'm in the house this morning with this. Big time. It's a monitoring spirit. Well, let's see what, what's going on here. Let's go to Acts 16. Verses 16 through 18. Acts. Acts 16, verse 16 through 18. Tell me when you get there. Here's what's happening. Here's Paul. And he's with some people. He's preaching the word of God. And this sorcerer had a damn soul who was a familiar spirit. She had a spirit of divination. I'm in the book of Acts, the 16th chapter, verses 16 through verses 18. And for days, if you read the text, you'll see where this familiar spirit, this damsel, this girl, who was possessed. She was wearing Paul and his people out. The Bible says that Paul was grieved after many days. See, it took Paul a long time before he even realized what it was that was following him. The Bible says after many days he grieved. Why? Because she was saying 
what you wanted to hear. Oh, oh, y'all don't hear me say. Say, say, now you're going to get quiet on me because, see, I'm fitting to hurt us. You see, see, the problem with us again, church, is that we don't like hearing the truth. We want to hear a bunch of lies. We want to hear what we like to hear. So because the damsel was saying, these men are of the most high God, and they show us the way. See, Paul was fooled by that for many days. He didn't even know what it was that was following him. He thought it was one of those who actually cared about God until God had to grieve Paul by allowing that spirit to wear his you know what out. See, sometimes we got to go through before we can see what's really going on. Why? Every time about this year, I lose a job. Why? Every time about this year, I go into depression. Why? Every time about this season, I go out and do something stupid for me, spirit. I know I'm up in this house today, and I know God is with me. For me, spirit. But we're going to break them chains today. We're gonna, we, we, God going to give us something to fight with. Besides a hallelujah. No, we need something to fight with. Hallelujah, you can praise with. But you need something to fight with. And the only thing you can fight with is understanding. In all you're getting, get you some understanding. That's, your, that's, that's what you got to have to fight with. Because understanding is, first of all, it's going to not only allow you to have the knowledge to see what's going on with that devil, but it's also going to give you the wisdom to know what to do with it and it's also going to give you the understanding to know why you need to do what you need to do with it. You need to cast that back to hell. Because I see you just like you've been looking at me. Now I'm looking at you. Before my eyes were blind, but now I see. I once was blind, but now I see. But I had to pay the price. For being blind in order to see. Amen? Amen. Am I in the house? Amen. You had to pay a price for me, spirit. Cause us to do the unthinkable. Cause us to do what we wouldn't do. Paul said, when I go to do good, evil is there with me. I'm trying to figure out how to do good, but I ain't figured it out yet. Because evil is always there for me, spirits. These men are the most high God. Hmm. And they show us the way. Hmm. Do they really? Huh? Do they really? Amen? So, so what's happening is, is that Paul gets grieved. Hmm. Because he's trying to figure out what in God's name is this trying to latch on to me that's been following me for days. And I didn't even know what it was, but I knew that it was wearying me. In my soul. Amen? Amen. Let me give you an example of it. 
Deacon Norice and I were giving out food one day with Brenda and all of us. We were down there at the soup kitchen, right? And right at the end, this familiar spirit stepped to us, started talking about the Lord. You remember that? You remember? And I sat there and I listened and I listened, but after about two minutes, I knew what it was. Because he came. He knew the Bible. Did he not, Norris? But he was a fast talker. You couldn't get a word in. That was a spirit that was trying to latch on. But after about two minutes, God said, for me, spirit, get back. And that's when I cut him off. And me and Norrice, we went on about Norrice and I went on about our business. I didn't say no more to him about it, but I know he thought about it because I know what kind of man he is. And I know I thought about it too. And God brought that back to my remembrance about how we got to watch who we entertain. And we got to watch who we let inside ourselves because everything shine ain't gold and all sickness ain't death. We have to be careful. See, I told you last week about buzzard luck. I think it was last week. Mm-hmm. That familiar spirit is a buzzard luck spirit. And it's trying to take what you got and either pervert it or resurrect again that which you don't need and bring <laughs> resurrect it. And there you are again, stuck like Chuck. Been clean for 10 years and all of a sudden, resurrected, acting like a fool. Because it never stops. It never stops trying to do its job. Never stops. Am I helping anybody? Because if I'm not helping nobody, I'm just going home. Because I don't want to waste your time. God's word said, now that thing will fall out. <laughs> there she is in verse 17. And the same folly talking about that gal. Paul and us and Christ saying, these men are the servants of the most high God. We show us the well of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul being grieved, he finally figured it out. Worn out, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee. See, you got to tell that. You got to send that spirit back to hell where it came from. Get thee away from me. Get away from me. You're no good. You got a whole bunch of people speaking Jesus, but they're not good for us. Familiar spirits. We latch on to them because they sound like what we're familiar with, Jesus, right? But it's a familiar spirit. And the churches are filled with them. And they don't even know what's going on. For the only thing they know, oh, that's a Jezebel spirit. No, it, it, it may be more than that. Or oh, that's an Absalom spirit. No, oh, no, it, it, it may be. It's more than those kind of spirits. But that's about as far as the church can teach you because they can't teach you what they don't know. I, you have to have experience to be up here. Mm-hmm. 
You have to know that you heard from God when you up here. When you've been chosen by God to do his work. And you're going to go through hell if you're in this spot. I told y'all last week and I'll tell y'all again. I cover my wife. I take the brunt. If God removed me, she, then she'd understand even more. She don't realize just how protective I am by being who I am over her life. And you don't realize it either by me being over your life as watchman of your soul. But you will. You will. Before it's over with. Because God don't make us what he make us for nothing in your life. So, so, so there's Paul. He's grieved. He's hurting. And now, he's having to deal with these monitoring spirits. Because that's what that thing was doing. It was monitoring him and them. That's what it was doing. And it was collecting data to give back. To her master. See, the monitoring familiar spirit is a slave for the master of it, which is Satan. And his job is to make us a slave to it. That's his job. <laughs> Let's look at Leviticus 20, verse 6. Leviticus 20, verse 6 and verse 7. This is what God words it. And the soul that turneth after such that has a familiar spirit and after a wizard and going a whoring after them. Look at there. Say going a whoring after them. Stepping out on God. We do that all the time, don't we? I can't hear you, church. I say we do that all the time. Be quiet on me when I'm up in here preaching the truth. And you know I'm preaching the truth about our nasty selves. They won't even say amen so God can help us. Don't you play on me like that. You'll make me preach hard at you if you do that and you don't want that. He said, I will even set my face against that soul, that soul that goes after that familiar spirit, and will cut him off from among his people. The Bible says in verse 7, sanctify yourselves and be ye holy, for I am the Lord your God. He said, don't go after that. So this thing gets deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Because when you go to 1 Samuel 28, go to 1 Samuel 28, verse 8. Verse eight and verse eleven through fifteen, and 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 and, 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 and I'm just gonna I'm, I'm just gonna talk to you, preach to you about it. You can read it for yourself. I know what's in there. Here's Saul. Now, God done already told us to stay away from them familiar spirits, right? Now he goes to this witch. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he goes to him. 
And he's the same king that's done said, I'll kill any witch that's dealing in familiar spirits. I'll kill you if I find you in the land of Israel. I'll kill you. That was his decree. But here he is. He done shrouded himself, put a hood on his head and a cloak. And he goes to her because now Samuel is dead. Now, he was familiar with Samuel while Samuel was alive because Samuel was the one who was giving him his prophetic spiritual counseling. That was Saul's counselor. He was familiar with the voice and the spirit of Samuel. So what did he do? When Samuel wasn't anymore, when he was dead, see, see, it wasn't nothing wrong with him dealing with Samuel while Samuel was alive. But here's where the problem comes in. You, our familiar spirit, always try to bring up that which is dead back to life. Now, 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 now he done, he, he done perverted something here. So he goes to this witch. And he has her to call up that familiar spirit. And the witch said, when Saul asked her, what you see? She said, I see gods coming up out of the earth. That means divine one. See, the Bible tells us we're gods. Y'all do know that. Uh-huh. See, see, we're divine beings. And that's what that means. And what she saw were divine beings coming up. She just didn't see one. That word God's there has an S on it. That means it was a bunch of them coming up that she was seeing in the spirit realm. But she picked out that familiar spirit called Saul. It's one that looked like Saul. Mm -hmm. I mean, that looks like uh, Samuel. It's one that looked like Samuel. Mm -hmm. And then she discovered that it was the king who was asking her to do this. And she was frightened. And she said, you tricked me. And Samuel said, don't worry about it. I, I ain't going to bother you. Because I needed the familiar counsel that I once had with my prophet. But now that he's gone and I'm in distress, I, I need a word from him. See, familiar. But he's dead. And I ain't supposed to go that way with that. Because when God take down one, he'll put up another to counsel me. Amen? Amen. So why am I going that to that which is dead? And resurrecting it again. You understand what I'm saying? But the familiar spirit touched that. And brought it up. And when it brought it up, it became a devastating thing. In the hand of Saul. Because that really made things bad. Let's go to Exodus 32. Verses 1 through 4. Give you another example about. And we're almost done. Give you another example about. How. The familiar spirit works. Exodus. Chapter 32. Verses 1 through 4. Are we there? Listen up, church. Here's Israel 
They come out of Egypt rich. When they left Egypt, the world, God made them rich overnight. The man of God goes up on the rooftop of the mountain to get some instructions from God. He leaves his ministers behind. Tell Aaron, handle this. Aaron, weak. That's why you got to watch who you leave in charge. You, you, you got to know they know how to handle this thing. It ain't got nothing to do with how they feel. Well, you think I do? No. It ain't about no seniority. It ain't about none of that. It's about God. So he leaves Aaron while he up on the mountaintop getting some instruction. And the people get weary because they want to see some action. Mm -hmm. So they start mumbling and murmuring. You know how we do when we don't like something. I don't like the way he's doing this. I don't like the way. Who asked you? Did God ask you whether you like what his man or woman of God was doing? I ain't, I don't, I ain't heard God ask none of you. And, and, and Moses didn't hear it either. I know this biting some of you, but you, you let the truth bite you. Bite at your butt. Let it bite you. I don't care because it's the truth. God ain't God ain't, 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 ain't told you nothing. So what you need to do is follow instructions. The man said, wait here till I get back. He didn't put no time limit on it. And I already brought you all this. You done seen the ten plagues. You done seen all this. You done seen the Red Sea. Of, you done seen all this. You done seen Pharaoh's army got drowned And did none of you get killed? What else do you need to see in order to trust the man of God? Do you need to see more? If you don't believe that God is working this miracle here at House of Destiny for the headship of Brenda and I here, then you got a real mistake. Because we reach at least, I know, 10 million people a week on our worldwide broadcasters that we got going around the world. See, see what you see here, see, you just, see, that's the problem. That's the problem, see, see. All you see is the tip of the iceberg. You got to go under in order to find out what's really going on in order. Oh, my God. You need to look up. See that it's more against us, it's more for us than against us. You see? See, the ones that are here are super blessed for the knowledge you get here. Go somewhere else and see what they do. They hooping right now. They ain't giving you nothing. And you thinking you getting something. I'm in the house. I'm going to pop some butts. I'm popping butts. Because we need our butts beat. Because we talk ourselves out of what God has ordained for us to do and where God has ordained for us to be. And a plant can't grow if it ain't in the right soil. It's only going to be confused and diffused. 
man up top, 40 days. Where he at? He done left us out here in it. That's the, that's the talkers, see. That's the ones out there in the audience that don't like what's going on. They'll go to trying to find somebody's ear. That's that, a familiar spirit on the search. Y'all listen to me good. Searching. Start something. Well, you know. And it starts as sneaky. Well, you know, I don't think he should. Who asked you? <laughs> Did God ask you? When one of them jokers come up to you with that mess, that's what you need to do. Because what happened was they got to listening to some familiar spirits that began to cause problems. And they had left worshiping Ibis the bull, but they were still familiar with it. But it was supposed to have been dead in them, see? But that familiar spirit that was running through, see, get some rings, give up some gold, and let's make him, make us a bull. Familiar spirit, that's what they're familiar with. See, see, when you're not going forward, you're always going to go back to what was once dead in you. It's going to resurrect you. So that's why it's so important to keep moving forward in spite of. If you fall, make sure you fall forward. If you crawling, make sure you falling or crawling forward. When you're running, run forward. Don't run backwards. So here they are now. Familiar spirits. Now they're doing what they used to doing, having an orgy. Because that's what they were used to. Drinking and drugging and acting a fool. Amen? Mm-hmm. That's what they were doing. Familiar spirits. Amen? Don't you see how this thing works? You ever wonder why you're going through the same problem? Like I said just a minute ago. You go through the same thing all the time. It's called that familiar spirit. That's worth reiterating. You see, that familiar spirit will make you remember your depression that about this time last year or about this time 10 years ago, about this time 30 years ago, my mama died. And every year since then, about this time, I've been depressed. I get depressed around Christmas. That's that old familiar spirit. You need to tell that old familiar spirit to go back to hell where it come from because that's a dangerous spirit. The familiar spirit of poverty want to keep you broke all the time because it's familiar. The familiar spirit want to keep you sick all the time because it's familiar. I've been sick, so I might well stay sick. Familiar spirits. And it goes on and it goes on and it goes on and it goes on to every negative thing in your life. It's either coming from a familiar spirit or it's coming from a sorceristic spirit, which is all the same. 
It's a monitoring spirit that monitors everything that we do. But it can't read our minds. It can't know anything or collect any data on us until it sees what we does. Okay? She likes to eat. So I'll make her 500 pounds. Because it's a familiar spirit. See, it's spirit in the food. The food talks to you. Come on now. So when it link up, you, you, you've been on a diet, but now, and, 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 and that thing done died in you, that old glutton spirit, but then that familiar spirit come through that food, and it links up with what was dead in you, now it used resurrection, and you just eating everything. Instead of you eating a cup of ice cream, you got a whole gallon in front of the TV. Uh, I, I'm talking truth up in here. Ain't nobody else in my family ever been happy, so ain't no need in me. It's running the bloodline, familiar spirit. I'm familiar with unhappiness. Because everybody that I ever been connected with was unhappy. Familiar spirits. I can't keep a man because my mama couldn't keep a man. My aunt couldn't keep a man. My grandmama couldn't keep a man. I can't keep one either. Why? Because I got anger issues. I need anger management. I beat my wife because my daddy beat my mom. My granddaddy beat my grandmama because I got anger issues. Familiar spirit. It runs in the bloodline. Familiar spirit. Mm -hmm. I'm in the house. I got diabetes. Because everybody else in my family got diabetes. Familiar spirits. I'm familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Doc told me I have diabetes. I told uh-uh. He got mad at me. He wanted me to take some pills. I eat a whole cake. In front of Brenda and just kills her. Because she can't do it. Old Doc telling me I got got diabetes and got mad when I wouldn't take the melon, man. I ain't got no diabetes. I eat a whole cake and take my thing and my sugar still be down. And Brenda can't figure it out. And see, she, she, I sit in my couch and watch television. She sit back there in her little area because it's a big old room. She said, man, she watches me and she see all that stuff I be eating. I eat what I want. And I know she be hating me. Won't they hit me in the head? Because they'll rush her while she'll flip a finger. <laughs> or throw something. Yeah, she'll flip a finger at me. But I'm going to tell you something about this thing now. When you cast out, and decide, and I'm close, that you don't want to be afflicted by these familiar spirits anymore. You'll begin to recognize them immediately. Don't go there. See, before you didn't know. You just went. 
Because the brain, I'm writing a new book now, and a part of it is kind of kind of on my, my, my de- psychology degrees and stuff de- and, and learnings. You know when the more you do something, the harder it is to stop. You know how habits are created? They, they, they start off small. But every time you do something, see, the brain, it doesn't know right from wrong. It just does what it does. It seeks a way to do. It monitors us also. And what it does is it finds a way to find the solution to do the things that we've made ourselves habit to. So the neuron network in our mind, what it does is it becomes stronger and stronger every time we do something. That's why we need to do what's right. That's why it's so hard to break things that you've been doing for 40 years. It's hard to break that. See, because you got a whole network in your brain that's going. How many of y'all know water seeks its lowest level? And you keep saying, well, why do I keep doing this? Why do because your mind now is trained to do it. Now you got to retrain it. And that's the hard part. But you can't retrain nothing unless you're able to recognize what's happening to you when it's happening. So if we're able to recognize these familiar spirits that, the, that, that God tells us in the Bible, make sure you stay away from them. If we begin to recognize these things when they come at us, and they're everywhere. They're in food. They're in money. They are everywhere. They're everywhere. That, that, that's why advertisement is so successful. Because it touches on what's familiar to us. Familiar spirits. You know, when God speaks about things, God knows what he's talking about, y'all. It just takes us a while to catch up and understand. But in closing, like I said, now, when you cast these familiar spirits away from you, you better be ready for warfare. Because there's a big fight coming. But don't be scared to fight. You've got to be a good fighter. Because the war is coming. So you've got to expect that. Well, I'm going to tell you something about the power of God. And I was attacked incredibly after this happened to me. Less than a week ago, how long was it ago, Annie? When was it, Brent? We were down there at Mary's. A few days ago. Bad storm came up. And I told this Wednesday night, but I'm going to tell it to the rest of y'all. So I want y'all to understand that we have a untapped in power inside of us that only hardship and desperation can bring out of us. Let me tell you something. When you are desperately in need of God, you'll go to another level and find him. You want to say, brother? When you are in a desperate need of God, you'll go to another level. I'm going to tell you what happened to me. These children was in there ministering to some sick and shut in in the trailer. I'm on the phone ministering to 
her father because he's got some pride. Storm coming up. TV loud. The woman in the house couldn't try to cut TV down, but she couldn't get it down. So went outside. That was God directing my steps. Little thing. Don't overlook the little thing, y'all. Because little thing lead to big thing. You hear me? Let me tell you something about life. Hear me now. Life is made up of one now after another. Now, N-O-W. Life is made up of a series of nouns, N-O-W-S. Think about it. From one now to another now, to another now, to another now. Series of them. That's all life is made up of. You understand? We got to learn to deal with now in order to get to the next now properly. Amen? Amen. So I go outside, and I'm talking, and I'm always looking because we do disaster relief, and I'm always looking to see what's going on up top because I know what these things do, these hurricanes and these tornadoes and stuff, you know. Firsthand, we know about them things, so I'm always looking. Right out about 20 degrees in front of me, I'll look up while I'm talking, counseling this man. And oh my God, look what I see. I see a twirl. Uh-oh. And I'm saying, am I seeing what I think I'm seeing? I'm, you know, because I'm getting kind of drunk because I'm, I'm looking way up in the sky and that thing twirling right and I'm looking at it and it's, I'm being hypnotized. You know what I'm saying? But I tell you what brought me out of that hypnotism when that cone of that, like an ice cream cone down at the bottom, when that thing started to drop in front, I got to praying. It's too late to run. It's time for some praying. And I prayed, I'm serious, Elder. Minister, I prayed like I went to another level in this thing. Now, I paid for it. Afterwards, I got my tail kicked like like, like uh, after Elijah did that big thing and then he run and got his tail kicked by just the image that was put in his mind by Jezebel. You understand? So you got to understand now, this thing will kick your tail when you go high. It'll kick you in the butt. You know, you, you got a fight coming now. You got to understand that. So I'm praying. I mean, I'm really praying, man. And, and, and the brother on the other end, he don't forgot about his sickness. He he witnessing. He witnessing because I'm telling him what's going on. And I'm we praying and I'm praying. I'm praying hard. And then that thing, it stopped coming down. It started going back up. And then that dark spot began to get gray. And then it began to get back clear again, right? But everything else was dark. When it started going back up, I felt relieved. I knew that God and heard my prayer. I ain't never prayed so hard in my life. Not only for my life, but more so for hers and hers and the person in the trailer. That's what I was trying to tell y'all this morning. In, 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 that, we, that, that, that lawyers, doctors, uh, preachers, and stuff like that, we got people's lives in our hands. And a good shepherd, the first thing he's going to do is he's going to think about himself. He's going to think about the people that he need to save. That's what a good shepherd would do, I see. A howling will leave him to the wolf. A howling would have took off and left the tornado to come to just tear the whole place up. So the whole place was surrounded by trees. 
and it had this green pasture all the way around of grass that had been cut, nice and manicured. And afterward, everything was quiet, and everything was dark. The whole sky was a, a smoke gray, dark smoke gray. But it was eerie. There was no sound at all. It was just eerie. And I'm there, and I'm still talking to my man, feeling relieved. Then a wind came from this end around the top of the trees, all the way around, all the way around them trees, and then it left. And while that thing was going around them trees, I thought about King, the book of Kings, where it said about when Israel was about to fight, I don't know if it was the series or who they were, but God told them, when you hear the wind go across the mulberry trees, that's when you strike, because that's going to be me going through there. So what God showed me was everything was all right now, son. And I thank God. I went to another place in God, but I'm going to tell you something real. My butt got kicked right after. You hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? So when you guys go high, when you go to that next level, you better believe there's another demon there that's just as big than the level, in the level that you just went to. may look like the same, but it ain't the same. Amen? Y'all give God some praise up in this house. Amen. Thank God. 